Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your uh, favorite podcast, the Beginning of the Brain podcast, you know, <laughs> hosted by myself, Ashley Coltwasser, <laughs> and Adam Bonilla, head coach of TeamElitePhysique.com. <laughs> that never gets old. It never gets off. Well, <laughs> yes, okay. And uh, we are going to be your amazing podcast host for today, like we are every single podcast episode. So, yes. you know, I'm not I'm not about to say this is a good episode, <laughs> um, but it is. <laughs> because today we're going to talk about discovering our drive, you know? I think we talked a little bit last week about motivation, and a lot of people seem to be very intrigued by it, and it's a... You know, it's a it's such an, an expensive topic, and there's a lot that goes into it, and I think it's a, a good opportunity to discuss it. Yeah, for sure, and I think that it's really important to discuss it too, because I, I, it's funny when we're with you, because you're one of the most motivated heart. Like you stick to your diet, you're really always motivated, and people sometimes have that um, the desire, like how does she do it type of scenario, you know? And it's good for people to know that you know what, sometimes you lack motivation too, you know, yes. and even the most motivated people lack motivation. Sometimes I do too, you know, and even just in the office and it's like the dream job, you know? And so it's like, uh, it's good for you, for people to see, you know, the struggles that you go through and how you can keep yourself motivated too. Absolutely. Yeah. I think with everyone, we all have days where we're just blah, meh, just don't feel like going to the gym. Don't feel like eating properly and just not as motivated. It would be nice if every single day you woke up with like such a good mood and it's like, yeah, I cannot wait to diet and exercise today. Oh my gosh. You know, and we all have times where we are like that, right? But not every day, not 365 days a year. So I think it's important to realize that myself and Adam over here and everyone else goes through times where we're not feeling it as much, not as motivated. And it's completely normal, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that that's a very important for people to understand, too, is that you might be going through a motivation slump, but it doesn't mean you're done with the sport. And I think a lot of times people will instantly go to that, too. I do hear that. Like, they'll do a, they'll do a few shows, and like, oh, I'm just burnt out. It's just not for me anymore. And I'm like, it's just a dip in motivation. Like, don't give up on your your long-term goal still because you're going through a dip in, in motivation. You're in a slump, you know, that because that turns around real quick. And so... Uh, I think that that's really important to discuss too, is like, when is, you know, when is, when is it a motivation thing? And when is it your time is like kind of done, right? When are you actually ready to quit? Cause I think people do mix those two up and they instantly go to it. I see that a lot as a coach when someone does one show, two shows like, Oh, it's just so hard. It's just, I don't think it's for me. I'm just, you know, I don't really want to be in the gym anymore. I'm like, no, you worked hard for six months going through a full transformation, going on stage, eating, you know, chicken and whatever. You just need a little bit of time to, to, you know, find the fun in the gym again, you know, and I think that that's where a lot of it comes from is finding the fun in the gym again. Mm -hmm. And you've been really good at finding the fun in the gym. And I think a lot of it is because you found fun in different ways of doing cardio is honestly, I think what keeps you keeps you there because you get those uh what are those the splats right splat points she's fantastic never told you i told them about your splats you're i went and did orange theory with her like twice and then i realized it was cardio based and i'm <laughs> allergic to cardio it's an actual <laughs> medical condition so <laughs> so with the uh the splats it's like uh would you get if did you get 50 at one i don't point? know i honestly forgot how much it was i want to say it was around that i yeah. could be wrong i don't know You've gotten, I know question. you've gotten high 40s at least. Yeah. I don't know if you broke 50, but it's basically for every one minute that you're in 
the like highest heart rate zone? Is it like 90% of Carvonin or something? It's like 90% of your highest heart rate where it should be. Like you get one splat. So like the class is 60 minutes, not counting the, the, um, what do you do? The stretching? Mm -hmm. Obviously you're not going to splat during stretching. So like you have like 50 minutes available. So I don't even know how you do that, but yeah. Get right into it, I guess. (sighs) That's intense, man. That is intense stuff. Your cardio conditioning is is pretty (laughs) impressive. Well, it's probably not as good as it used to be because I did take it like a, you know, during my little improvement season, I was not, I was only doing like one cardio a week, you know, and I was kind of not making it extremely intense. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I like to do orange theory for cardio. Um, and nowadays I don't really go for <laughs> to break my splat record, but <laughs> it's nice to know that like, I always try to like aim for 500 calories, uh, burnt during that class. And just, you know, I think it's cool that I don't have to think about the cardio I do. They kind of just direct you, do this, do this, do this. It's like a circuit, you know? So I don't have to think about it and I don't have to stare at a wall on a treadmill, you know, either. So, you know, that's fine. And I, and depending on the weather, I walk there and walk back, which is another um, mile there and a mile back. Um, So yeah, that definitely takes care of the cardio situation. So I have like options to do with cardio. And if I don't want to do orange there, I can do step mill or anything else. But I do, I do enjoy that. And as far as keeping motivated in the gym, I thankfully have an awesome training partner slash trainer, Sam Catlin. And, you know, I will say for me, I, one of my flaws is I don't push myself as hard if somebody's not there pushing me. And I, I've been spoiled my whole life because I've always had like a coach, like, directing me, monitoring me, whether it be in gymnastics, whether it be in track. So I've always had somebody there to push me, push me, push me, to hold me accountable. Um, So when I do it by myself, I just don't get the same results. So, you know, if you know this about yourself too, you know, maybe hire a trainer or have a training partner work out with you to hold you accountable and just to make things a little more fun so you don't have to think about it as much. Yeah, I think that that is probably the most motivating thing. But make sure, I will say this, make sure you find a good partner that can keep you accountable that and you can trust that they're going to not miss workouts and mess you up yeah because I've had it happen the other way too or um, I was very strict on my schedule and then I had a friend who was like I want to work out he was like okay cool I'll use the extra help um, and uh, the extra uh, you know push in the gym and drop sets and all these things that he can help me with and it was great at first for like the first like week two weeks and then he started missing workouts and the problem was we were on the same workout so if he missed a day then I would have to miss my day because the next day we were going to be on the same, the same workout or we'd be on a different, he'd miss like whatever chest that day or whatever it was. Right. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that they're accountable and you can kind of hold each other accountable saying, going into it saying, Hey, this is the workout we're going to do for this month or whatever it is. We're going to work on these things. This is the workout format we're going to do. We can't miss a day because if I miss a day, then you're going to be behind on your workout and that's not fair. And you both commit to that and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to do this and we're going to work hard. We're going to push ourselves. Uh, I would say that that's probably one of the one of the more motivating things, like if you have friends on Instagram or someone at your local gym, like it's cool and you can develop a really good friendship from it too. And then you know that you're pushing yourself and you're keeping accountable. You're going to be at the gym at X time. And um, I think that that's really, really huge. If you can't afford a trainer, a trainer, of course, is, is awesome too. Same thing. You got a fixed time, someone pushing you past the point where you would um, where you would go on your own. And that's, I think, one of the, the main benefits of a, of a trainer. So, and, and that's what I used to manage trainers. I managed trainers for gosh, since I was 18 till, well, I guess I still do now. So, (laughs) but, um, what's funny is, is, um, 
I would always tell the trainer, you know, as long as they worked out harder than they would work out without you, then you did your job right. You know, if you, if you push them harder than they would push themselves and they can leave saying, okay, that was worth it. Then that was, that should be the trainer's goal, right? Push them harder than they push themselves, which is the way they're going to take themselves to the next level. So if you do that a couple times a week, work out or work out with a partner, someone that you can really trust and, and, and keep accountable. I think that's one of the huge things of overcoming the obstacle of, oh, I don't really want to go to the gym today. Like my motivation's not there. Keep pushing it back. And we've all been there where like I've done this, I do this. Well, I don't anymore because I work out in the morning with Kimber. But when I was working here, like on a Monday or Tuesday, because Mondays and Tuesdays for me are pretty long. I'll, I'll be here sometimes till nine at night. And, uh, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just work out after work. And then like eight o'clock comes around. And it's so easy at that point where I'm saying to myself, uh, well, it's going to be a crappy workout if I work out right now. So maybe I'll just take today's rest day. Right. And then you do that and then, or you work out and it's a crappy workout. Right. Yeah. But if you got a training partner who's meeting you there at six, um, or me right now, every day I work out at nine with Kimber. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm working about nine. Like that's my time. Like everything yeah. needs to be booked around that now. Um, that's, that's a really, a really good way of staying motivated. You got to like keep motivated and, and actually, you know, it makes me really sad. Um, this is kind of off. It's on topic. Um, but it makes me really sad because one time, um, Sean, Sean Roden, um, before he passed, he was talking to Anya when she just got her pro card and I was recording him and I didn't have the record on. I was like just pointing a camera at him <laughs> without, without recording. And I was like so mad because it was such an awesome motivational like speech. I'm like, what advice would you give her? You know? And he's like, honestly, my thing that I would tell her is whatever time you work out, whatever your schedule is, no matter where you're at, just stick to your schedule. Yeah. Like just, he goes, when I, when I travel, when I'm doing all these like, you know, booths and events and all this stuff, he's like, when I get off the plane, I go right to the gym. I stick to my schedule. I'm supposed to work out at nine. I'm on a plane until nine 30. I just drive right to the gym and have them drop me off. He goes, I don't ever want to get off my schedule. It's like, once I'm on schedule and I have that routine, then it just keeps me accountable every single day. No matter what you're doing, just make it work, you know? like, as long as you can do that, you're going to progress, you know? And so it was like, it was a, he said it more eloquently than I did. And, um, and then I was like, it was such a good, I was like, man, I was all pumped up after listening. And then it, like, Anya was like, she's like, this is just, that was like the best thing. And I'm like, and I'm like looking at my camera. I'm like, Anya, <laughs> I was like, um, I know. And I'm, I still remember that moment. I even told him too. And he was, he, it was like, he's like, I can tell her again. I'm like, dude, it was magic. You know, <laughs> it was mm. magic. That was really, one of those moments. And I'm like, man. And then I hired Arthur. Because <laughs> I yeah. can't, I can't press record Thank on goodness. my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness for Arthur. He wouldn't do that, right? No. <laughs> but I think that's really important. You know, schedule is everything. And I think if you do keep to that routine, it makes everything so much smoother to the point where you don't even have to like think about it. You know, you have to prioritize prioritize it. And I know for me specifically, I'm very much a morning person, and and. You remember, it's like, if, if I, I got to work out before like noon, you know, I mean, cardio is even earlier, right? So I'm definitely a person like, I, I do cardio at like 6am or so, sometimes sooner. Um, but like, I, I just can't picture myself doing cardio so late because my motivation, literally by the end of the day, it just, it's like it declines. It's the best at in the morning when I first wake up and then it slowly declines. So I need to make sure to get that in, um, before I, you know, start to get unmotivated. So I cannot procrastinate. And I think sometimes the hardest part about a workout itself is just getting to the gym because we work yeah. up something in our head like, Oh, this is going to suck. I don't feel like it. I'm dreading this. Oh, I'd rather do this. I'm, just, I'm 
tired, you know, whatever. You know, and you build up the scenario in your mind that it's going to be so bad and you might procrastinate. But once you get to the gym and you're in the zone, you're like, oh, okay, I'm glad I'm here. And then when you finish it, you're like, I'm glad I did that, you know? So I think, you know, it's important to realize sometimes like that is the hardest part is just literally getting yourself to the gym so don't even procrastinate because once you start cooking up these concoctions in your mind it's just going to get worse and worse sometimes you just you can't like even think about it you're like nope just go no i'm going i don't care if i'll whatever i'm going and then when you're in the zone got your music on your pre-workout going hey it's magic that is a yeah that's a good that's really good. Yeah, I some, like that. sometimes, the, especially in your head. Yeah, the head things. and I will say some of the best workouts I've ever had were from scenarios like that. Like I just don't feel like going today. Oh, can I just not? Maybe I'll do an at-home band workout, you know. <laughs> and then you know, I got to the gym and I was like, you know what? I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. So people underestimate how important that little voice in your head is. You mm-hmm. know, and actually, you know, it's we'll go into like a, a quick history lesson on the little voice in your head. So, and, it, and how much power it holds over you and how you can control it. But um, one of the things is, is you know, obviously I talked, you know, boxing a lot and whatnot um, about just not listening to that little voice of that guy who, you know, I told the last episode and I was like, you know, as soon as you give up once, then it's easier for you to give up again. And it's like, you kind of train that voice to get louder and louder and louder. But it's so crazy that the voice is so strong in your head. But when, before people understood what that voice was, like that it was you talking in your subconscious, right? To yourself. They actually used to think that was the voice of God in their head. So early man thought that voice was God talking to them directly and they would act upon it. So like that's how strong it was, right? Because it would like control you all day type of thing. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I mean, I could understand, I guess if you didn't have computers and any technology and you didn't know much, I guess you could be easily convinced that that would be, right? Because you can't really like shut that guy up. He's going to yeah. talk right? <laughs> in your head and you kind of can control it. We found out, you know, you can control based on your actions, what that voice is saying and just not listening and or letting him speak more and get louder and louder and louder. So as soon as you kind of create those patterns of not listening to the voice that's telling you not to work out and then turning it into a positive, then, um, you know, it, it, it changes the whole game. You know, I had a, and one of, one of the things, I think I've said it, I don't know, probably three times on the podcast before. And it was really cool to like listen to motivation from other coaches, like I always, I talk to a lot of coaches. All I do is honestly, when I'm at shows, just talk to other coaches, like all the time. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun thing for me. Um, and you learn a little each time. But my my friend Russ, who's a coach, he was, he's a, he's a, um, so he was a pro bodybuilder and then he went to classic physique. And um, he had to like lose a lot of weight to get ready for classic physique. So he'd have to diet super, super hard to get there. He'd have to diet. He's like, we're talking, I don't know what his weight class was, but he walked around like, let's say 225, 230. And, um, he would have to get, you know, lose a lot of weight to make classic physique. So he'd have to basically starve himself. He'd have to be like 900 calorie type of thing, mm-hmm. which is crazy for a guy that big to eat that little, but he had to make weight and that's how he had to do it at times, not always, but at times. And I was like, man, how do you, how do you do that? Cause like I could do it 900 calories for a week, you know, that's cool. I'm, but I'm 190 pounds, 185 pounds at, at 900 calories. I'm probably 175 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how are you doing? He goes, he goes, what I've done is he goes, when it, when it hurts and I have this like pain in my stomach and I'm like super, super hungry, I just say to myself, yeah, that means my body's probably using a lot of fat right now. <laughs> he's like, that means that shit's working, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like, he's like, so I just like embrace it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting leaner. Like, 
The same could apply to, like, a lot of people love the feeling of being sore. I love the feeling of being sore. Yeah. It's, like, painful, but it's a good pain. Like, I worked myself. Like, dang, yeah. Yeah, so how do you how do you respond, right, yeah. to the pain, I think, is a huge factor. So, like, if you, yeah, you leave the gym and you're like, I'm probably building some muscles here. Yeah, yeah. I did some today. Yeah, versus the other person's like, I went to the gym, I'm so sore. Uh, you know, like you all hear those people, yeah. right? I was in the gym, I was so sore for so long, it's so uncomfortable. But or you could be like, "Yeah, I'm probably building some muscles right now." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Challenge myself, yes. So, exactly. Yeah, you could kind of train train that voice, mm-hmm. you know. And like that was for me listening to that, uh, especially from like you know a, a pro who, who does pretty well. Um, it was like okay. That's a whole nother level of mindset, right? Yeah. That's a whole nother level of like embracing the suck. You know, we always say, you know, got to embrace the suck a little bit because it's going to suck. We're doing, and I, we do have to like put that out there, guys. Like we're doing stuff to our bodies that we're not supposed to do to your bodies. Like it's not health and fitness we're doing here, guys. We're doing extreme physique sports and extreme all capitals, right? You're not supposed to be this lean and this muscular at the same time performing at crazy human potential levels while not consuming that many much food and putting out a ton of caloric expenditure. Like that's, of course, it's not going to be comfortable if you want to have, you know, glute tie-ins. Like, sorry guys, like it's, <laughs> it's not going to be the most comfortable journey. It doesn't need to like suck. You don't need to kill yourself to do it, but it's, there's going to be a level of discomfort. So how you accept that discomfort is going to really affect how long you're on the journey and how enjoyable the journey is to you. You know, people always are surprised with Ashley. Like, how does she keep doing it? How does she keep doing it? I'm like, she loves it. That's how. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, she just loves it. That's it. That's how, yeah. you know, that's how all these people who work crazy hours or do crazy things, they just love it, you know? Exactly. Elon Musk, he works 80 hours a week. Why? Because he just loves it. He wants to change the world, right? It's like, it's it's not a, it's it's not anything. It's not titles or money or this. They just mm-hmm. love doing it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone has ha- has something that they just, you know, other people might question. I'm like, why, though? Like, why and how? How do you like that? But we're all, you know, we all have our things. And, um, you know, I think it's it's like we always say, you don't, don't feel like an alien because other people are trying to make you feel like one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just because you like something different or live a, a little bit of a different lifestyle that most might not see why. Like, why do you do that to yourself? Like, because well, it's fun, you know? And that's why people, most people aren't successful, though. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why most, so most people are not going to be successful. The average, you have the average group. And then you have the below average group and the average group will look at the below average group and be like, you need to do more. You need to do more, right? The same people. But then when you're doing more than them, they'll say, you need to do less. You need to do less because it's intimidating to them to see what human potential is. And, and they have, they look at it as a direct reflection of what they're not doing Mm -hmm. versus a direct reflection of what I can be doing. Right. Right. So when you see, it's funny because it's the same people are like, oh, that guy's a loser. He's not doing anything. You're like, you're barely doing more than him. And then yeah. you're yelling at someone who's doing more than you. Like, what are you, what are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I look at, I've trained my, you know, my mind. I'm like, okay, when I see someone doing more than me, I'm like, I mean, kind of envious, right? Which I shouldn't be, but I am. I'm like, there's a, there's a client I have, his name's Alex. I won't say his last name. He knows who he is. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how old he is. He's like 59 or something. Like he's, he's, he's got 15, at least years, 20 years on me. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. He's got a huge business. And he's always got abs and he's always working hard, always doing his cardio, always doing his stuff. And I see him and I'm like, gosh, he has, he does more than me with like, I have no excuses. Right. And I just look at him. I don't look at him and I'm like, Hey, you should do less. Like, take it easy, buddy. I'm like, damn. Okay. If he could do it with less on his, with more on his plate than I have, he's got like 500 employees. Uh, 
like I have no excuses. <laughs> like right. I don't look at it that way, you know. And I think that that's we should all be like, you know, see greatness and and want to do more and not say tell greatness like, hey, you're doing too much, right? Mm-hmm. So hats off, hats off to Alex. He's, he's like he crushes it just nonstop. Go Alex! Seriously, Yay. he's like he always has abs. He's just amazing. He's a machine, man. So <laughs> it's it's a it's like it is frustrating to see because I'm like I I do good. I work out. I don't want to like make myself sound terrible. I do work out six seven days a week. I eat clean. I don't I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty decent, but he does more than me. And I like, I aspire to do more right with what I got. So, um, but I think that that's, a, that's the problem is people see that as intimidating and then they want to pull you down. And then sometimes you listen to it, but that's why the average is still the average and the above average is always going to be doing something different than the average. You have to do more than the average person. If you want above average results, there's no other way to get those results. And it's going to take some not listening to people. And it's going to take some not listening to that voice in your head and shoving it deep down and and finding your own motivation and spinning things like soreness is good and being hungry is good and all these little things to get there. And that's just the crazy journey of, of success. Nothing worth, what do you say? Nothing worth doing is uh, ever. Nothing worth having. Wait, hold on. Nothing, anything worth, I don't know. I give up. <laughs> Someone I, fill I it in, it in it the is. comments. Someone's, it's on the tip of my tongue. You say Anything it. worth having, I don't know. Well, I don't know what is. is yeah, it? it's basically what <laughs> it means like if any, if it were easy, anyone could do it. There you go. Something along, along the lines of is your yeah. is your is your why greater than your how, right? Yeah. Is your why greater than your how? That's the good one right there. Oh so, goodness, yeah, funny. that was one of my favorite quotes. I, I know that's why I was like, it's in my head, but I'm I forgetting know, it. I was like, I'm gonna tip my tongue. Oh my gosh. So yeah. 2019 podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Can we can we address this real quick too? So, Mr. Caldwell, sir, <laughs> I want to thank you very much. So he Avid got me. Listener of the show. You know, I found out that Mr. Caldwell, sir, here That's listens. That's my dad. That's her dad. He <laughs> listens to the show and he knows I'm a boxing fighting fan. And uh, he got me a Jack Dempsey autograph that he found one day. I mean, how cool is that? One of the one of the one of the OGs of boxer. Jack Dempsey was to boxing what was basically what Arnold was to the IFBB, like kind of created a lot of light around it, created a lot of, uh, made it really mainstream, like back in the day. This is, he held, he held the title, I don't know how many years he held the title, for a long time. So pretty, pretty cool. This is going in my office. Uh, cool history, you know? Never forget the the paths, right? Yeah. So, so that was one that you spoke about on the podcast, yeah? Before. No, no? Uh, no, he didn't have, well, there was no media on him back then. You know, oh. we don't have any clips or anything like that to really oh, go off okay. of. He's just a badass is all it was. Okay. He held the title, has a, one of the most knockouts. He's got like 50 knockouts, uh, one of the high, I think he's got the most amount of knockouts actually there. Not in a row, but, or highest percentage, but most knockouts, 50, 50 knockouts. I think he's the only one to get that. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Imagine knocking 50 people out. Holy <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> like so many people. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about what do we do when we're not motivated, right? So, um, you know, easier said than done. You know, you can't just tell somebody, well, just find a motivation, you know. But, you know, I always say this, guys, ambition is stronger than motivation. So even though we're not motivated every single day, we think of the bigger picture. And if you're ambitious enough, you freaking go for it, even on those days you're not motivated. You just keep going. Um, So, again, um, one of the things that we can do when we're not um, motivated is think more of like the bigger picture rather than the moment, right? So although you might not be in the best mood in the moment, you might not feel that that fire in the moment. Just realize, you know what? This is a mood I maybe you didn't sleep 
that night. Maybe there's something in your life going on to distract you from your motivation. Something else is getting you in a bad mood and it's translating over to the goal you're trying to accomplish. So that's maybe why you're not feeling as motivated. Um, definitely could be the result of outside factors, but it could also be something to do with like even just like the environment you're in is slowly kind of just making you feel blah, you know, and a lot of people experience this in the winter time because it's like, well, you know, it gets dark at five, it's cold outside, they don't want to get out, they don't see their body in, in like shorts and tank tops because they're all bundled up, so what's the point, and, um, you know, I think for us, well, me, it's like the, the lack of, of competitions going on is like, well, you know, they're not going to happen till March, uh. so it's hard to really get motivated when you're not in the best environment. But I would definitely suggest that you immerse yourself in the culture whenever you can. So whether that be um, going to weekly or monthly posing classes at Team Elite (laughs) Physique, or maybe that's watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos about like the goal you're trying to accomplish. So uh, of course we're gonna appeal to a lot of competitors. So let's say that's a show, you know, watch shows, um, live streams, past live streams on YouTube. Um, go to shows. And I, I will say, you know, going to a show, you'll get so much more benefit out of it than just watching it on TV because it's like the feeling of being inside and and smelling the spray tan and seeing everything happen in real life is so cool. And I feel like that's where I got my bug to compete again in 2017 when I took a year off. I actually went to my friend's show and just to watch. And I, you know, I came there and I smelled the spray tan and I was in the environment and I was like, oh, I'm getting the the bug to compete. And then that just like triggered me to want to compete again. So I highly suggest you immerse yourself in the culture when you're not feeling as motivated, even just hanging out with somebody that is in the culture, you know, just kind of even having talk time, going to coffee and just talking, you know, about competitions or whatever, like just little reminders that like, hey, this is a goal that you want to accomplish someday. Um, You can also reflect on your past accomplishments. Like, you know, that can be very motivating for people too. being like, well, you know, that one time a few years ago, I did this amazing thing. And I know I can do that again. I can do it even better. And it doesn't even have to be a competition. It can be some accolade that you've achieved in the past. That's a sign that like, oh, I remember how I felt when I accomplish this. I miss that feeling. I want to do something epic again. So I think that's really, it's really helpful just to like reflect on your past like accomplishments and accolades. Um, Of course, surround yourself with the right people in general. Like you don't want any um, Debbie Downers or negative Nancys, right? So I'm sure we all know somebody that's like motivating and just cheerful. And anytime you see him or talk to him, you automatically get in like a really good mood because sometimes if you're not around the right people, they can kind of bring you down too, you know? Um, And also um, set yourself up for success and prepare yourself. Right. So like I've mentioned, sometimes we're just like in a bad mood and it's good to have things to like fall back on. Like, so let's say, you're unmotivated and whenever you're in one of these headspaces, you tend to just binge on food or whatever. Prepare for anything. Don't have any bad stuff in the house. Have like your go-to, I'm going to have this snack instead or anything of like along those lines. But just set yourself up for success and not failure. Um, 
And of course, the accountability thing we already talked about to, to get you back motivated again, sign up for classes or whatever you have to do to hold yourself accountable. You sign up for it, you make a commitment, you're going to do it. So that can in itself can be pretty motivating. Just having a, a date as well, like setting a date. That's why a lot of competitors will turn in their contracts early or sign up for a show and register early because they know like, okay, I signed up for this show in two months. I'm going to do the show. No ifs, ands, or buts. I already paid for it. I'm already booked everything. I'm going to do it. There's no way I can't. And that can be a good source of motivation for people. Um, and then also reward yourself with small goals that you've achieved on your way to the bigger ones and not with food. Let me stress that. <laughs> not with food, because a lot of people will automatically think, food, okay, I got lean, now I deserve this and this. No, no, no. There's other ways to reward yourself, and it doesn't have anything to do with food, you know? It could be, um, shoot, for me, it's like going to the spa, like, you know, pampering myself. Um, it could be just having a relaxing night in. It could be going shopping for something. Um, you can do little rewards here and there for yourself whenever you've you've achieved a mini goal, you know, whether it be hitting that five pound of fat loss mark or whatever, you know, I think it's, it's not a bad thing to reward yourself as long as it doesn't involve calories because we don't want to backtrack, right? That was really good. Yeah. Do you have any things that you do to get motivated? Um, I just think about where I'm at more than anything, you know, because yeah. I go through those periods now and I will say, and I don't know if you went through this, but once you, when you kind of accomplish your goals, um, it is harder. I think it's harder to stay motivated when you accomplish them. And then, um, that's, that's something that people I don't think talk about too, is that when you get there then it is harder to like be motivated to stay mm -hmm. there. I think the climb is always, the journey is always like greater than getting there. I think that day of reward is, but my days of reward weren't ever like your days of reward too. They're different. Like you're, you won the Olympia, you know, that's, that's a pretty big, like final put on an award. Like, okay, I got it right. Mine's yeah. like, it's like, you know, you got the gym and you got this, and but it's like still, like it's not like a final, you know what I mean? Like it's not like that big day, you know, type of thing. So, um, but yeah, I would say that that's a hard thing. So sometimes I'd look at it when I'm like having my lack of motivation days and I'll look back and I'm like, look at all you've done. Like appreciate it for a second. You don't ever want to be without it, right? You never want to be without it. So like right. be grateful and, and do the most you can with it and like let that voice shut up, you know, yeah. tell that voice to shut up. Because I have those days, too. I, I love what I do. I always love But I think with anyone, you do anything long enough, like, you'll go through those things, you know? And um, so I'll be like, okay, look at what I get to do all day long, right? And you might be the same way, and you might be like, you know, look what I get to do. I get to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I get to have my friends from the gym. I get to have these conversations at the gym. I get to go to shows. Like, I'm climbing. I'm climbing. Sl Maybe it's slow. It's super slow in the NPC, whatever. I'm making improvements year over year. My following's growing. All these things are coming because of it, whether it's like coaching or maybe you do makeup or maybe you do whatever, something maybe local, like industry related. And then you just like look back at it and be like, okay, all this goes away <laughs> when I stop working out, when I stop showing up 100%, when I whatever, right? So um, I look at it, I look at those things too, because look at maybe like the, maybe it's not the most positive thing, but I look at what I could lose if I wasn't motivated too, mm -hmm. once you get there type of thing, right? And then um, on the, on the uh, and sometimes what I'll have to do too is I'll have to like be like, remember what the alternative is, right? And I'll think about what that is if I'm ever not motivated. So let's say you're doing shows and you're having a hard time with motivation and you're just like, and what, what's, what I do find weird 
and I find this to be somewhat common too, is that people will get into doing shows and get into physique competitions because they love the gym, right? They've always loved the gym. Nothing ever kept them from the gym. They love going, the fitness, everything, every part of it, they love it. And then do a physique, a physique show. And then it doesn't go back to, okay, I just love the gym, even though you're not doing physique shows anymore. It goes back, it goes to like, I don't want to work out anymore, which is really, really a strange, a strange scenario, right? I'm like, wait, what, can't you just go back to just loving the gym, right? <laughs> so um, what I will say to you is remember what got you into it, mm-hmm. right? Remember where the love was for it, because don't, and don't ever lose the love for it. If something is um, causing you to lose the love for it, then stop. So for me, um, it was a few years ago, it was like, maybe three years, four years ago, I don't know, at this point, where I said, you know what, I had, I had too many people, and it was just, it be, started becoming work, and I was like, okay, I'm only going to do 10 check-ins a day now, and that's, that was me, so I'm like, okay, I'm doing 10 check-ins a day, 10 clients per day checking in, and um, we'll do that four days a week, and that's going to be, and then I, and I love it, right, because you can turn anything into work, you know, if you work out in the gym, and you're getting ready for shows, and you're like, okay, I'm going to work out two hours a day, plus two hours of cardio, whatever. Now it turned in something you love turned into something that's just work. Right. So I think that you have to like recognize those things too, and realize when it's time to take a step back a little bit and reset it for it to be fun for you and have that balance of, of fun, still accomplishing your goal and don't lose the love for it by way of making it not fun. You know, I think that's a big part of it too. Totally. And I think too, it's like, I am, I, I think it's perfectly okay to take mini breaks every once in a while. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I don't see the issue in taking mini breaks. Now, I'm not saying like a whole year, but like I think people would be surprised that like after really big shows or whatever, you know, I can take a week off from the gym and I don't really feel guilty about it. In fact, it makes me want to get back into the gym even more because it's almost like it gives you an opportunity to miss it. So it's okay to take little mini breaks. You just can't go off too much, obviously. Um, but you know, if you're having several days in a row where you're just not feeling it, not motivated, and all else fails, maybe you just need like a little mental break, even if it is a few days. Um, you're not going to lose that many gains in that period of time, you know. Uh, you just got to be smart about it and just, uh, you know, keep your diet in check if that's the case. But it's totally okay. And you don't have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing if you're not, if, if you're not, uh, feeling it as much you know if your season's over with and you know you have a little gap a few days off from the gym or whatever you know and you don't feel like working out then don't you know just take a few days off and then when you come back and you'll be like yeah I'm so excited to uh, get back in the gym and all that so it's almost sometimes you have to rediscover you know the love for it and I do like what you said about like realizing what position you're in and how lucky you are and that's what kind of keeps you motivated and I feel like that's the same for me too it's like I'm I realize how lucky I am to be able to do these things so I'm not going to waste it I'm not going to take it for granted and it actually pushes me more you know because I realize it's a unique position to be in and maybe not in that position forever so take advantage of it while you can but also I think I'm I'm a little bit motivated by fear as well um in the year I took off completely from diet in the gym in 2017, I that scared me because it like made me never want to get back to that place again. And it was so hard to get my to get the weight off to get back into shape because I let myself go so much. So like 
a part of me is like motivated by that fear. Like, oh, I'm not going to let that happen again. Especially when it comes to off seasons and stuff. I'm like, whoop, got to keep it in check because I don't want that to happen. So that's like, you know, a form of motivation as well. Just like the fear of what could be if you slack off too much. Yeah. Yeah. That was a while. That was a hard one. Yeah. Ashley didn't see an ab for a better part of 18 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it was tough. That was, was tough. Really that tough. was tough. That was tough. Yeah. I swear that would never happen again. I don't think it, it will. Hasn't. I think it's tra- you're trauma, not just motivated, but traumatized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I've been down the road once before. I, re- I do remember, and I only took off, I told you, I, I talked about it too. I took six months off from the gym and getting motivated to be back in the gym was so much effort. I don't know if you, you didn't say yours was so hard, right? You didn't like have... The struggle of getting back in the the gym, but just to get back into shape was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was just actually getting results, even though you're trying so hard for it. That's where a lot of people quit too, is where they're like working hard and they won't get results. Yeah. I I talked about the other day. I've never seen anyone. It was like on a, on a clip. I've never seen anyone stick to the plan, not get to their result. I've never seen that happen, but I've seen people take, you know, twice as long as I thought it was going to take. I've seen people take way longer, having very minor results weekly for some reason, for a long period of time, but they would still get there if they stuck to it. So it right. is a, it's just a matter of sticking to it, even when it's not working. Cause it's, right. it's your body's not, it's never going to be linear. And I think we all need to take that in. Like it's never this, um, you know, it's not like you're just gaining interest in a bank account and it's set interest every single month with the body. It's, it's not this linear. Oh, I lost one and a half pounds. Oh, I lost one and a half pounds. Oh, I lost one and a half pounds. Yeah. It's like, Oh sweet. This week I lost like three pounds for some reason. And then next, this next week, uh, next two weeks, it's like, dang, I gained a half a pound and then I got, didn't lose any the next week. I did the exact same thing. Right. What was really, really cool is that older, it was an older show called biggest loser uh, TV show. And you'd have, when I I was a trainer back then, obviously I've been a trainer since I was a fetus. So (laughs) what I, what I saw that it was so eye opening for me because it was like the, the premise of the show is really, really overweight people. We're not talking, you know, losing, you know, 20 pounds to see some abs like Ashley, we're talking, you know, 200 pound people overweight, like 200 pounds overweight type of thing. And all they did was they basically went to this house and they ate certain foods. And it was like basically a TV show slash fat camp type of scenario. All they did was cardio, eat barely anything. And they just, they would talk all day long, just on the treadmill moving. And you'd have these huge weight losses. Like one time I saw like a 22 pound weight loss in a week, like crazy weight losses. And then the next week, the exact same thing. And the guy would go zero pounds. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that doesn't even make any sense for someone this large or doing the exact same thing. And it was really eye-opening to me as, like, a trainer. I was like, it's so, it's it's just not predictable, you know? Like, right. the results are going to vary so greatly, even in that scenario, which is pretty much best-case scenario, controlled environment, excessive cardio, repeating the exact same thing you did the week prior. Someone who has a lot of weight to lose, you know, someone like, like Ashley who needs to lose whatever, 1%, 2% body fat to be ready for a show at this point, like that's a little bit, obviously that could, is going to be harder, right? You're like, okay, well, she's, she's already so lean. The body of course is going to fight a little more at the end. Right. But someone who has a hundred more pounds to lose, you're like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to keep getting results for a while, but nope, doesn't always work that way. So it's like, that is something you have to just accept with this sport. And it's just part of it. And it is unmotivating to get, to not get results a couple weeks in a row, but it's just something that's just, it's just part of it, you know? Right. So and not only that, is everyone's going to run into roadblocks along the way. Nobody's, like, got a perfect journey to the stage. Everyone's going to have something, whether it be, like, 
um, maybe somebody got a little injury or they were snowed in their house for a week and they couldn't get to the gym. There's going to be roadblocks, you know, just realize everyone's got their own unique set of roadblocks. So don't let that roadblock be like you think it's a sign just to quit. It's not because just realize that everyone goes through something along the way. Nobody's it wouldn't be nice if everyone just or, you know, you look at somebody in there and you think like, oh, okay, every week they lost two pounds and they their journey to stage was smooth and then they won and then they won the next show and the next show. And next thing you know, they were Miss Bikini Olympia. Wouldn't that be nice? That would yeah. be so easy. But no, it doesn't work like that. Everyone, if you talk to them, has their own set of hurdles, of barriers and something that happens along the way that really got them discouraged or delayed their progress um, in some amount. So just realize you're not unique in that and don't don't count yourself out so easily. Just say, you know what? This might have slowed me down a little bit, but I'm pushing through because I want this goal at the end of the day. Whether that, you know, even if it takes me twice as long, I still want it. It's still doable and I can do this. So don't let that hold you back. Yeah. I think that's very good and very eloquently said today, yeah. Ashley. Yeah, so so okay, so we got pretty much all the all the basics covered for motivation. You'll find a workout partner, work out with a trainer if you need to, take mm-hmm. some time off. I think the time off thing is um is important because people really think that as soon as they take a week off, they're gonna lose everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people really freak out about that. No, it doesn't work that way. And just just to give you guys some like first hand examples, um, you know, I've been coaching, you know, forever, right? And so bikini since it basically started. And, um, you know, working with a lot of females, a, a lot of females are going through whatever would be like a breast implant surgery or whatever, and they have to take like six weeks off from the gym or they get a minor injury or something like that. But um, generally, like an implant surgery is like six weeks to eight weeks off from the gym. And every time the girl's like, I'm going to lose everything, all my gains. Every single time, like two months to three months later, they're 100% back to where they were. It's, it's, it comes back so fast. So people always think it's this like, you know, it's, it's going to be this game-changing, career-ending thing. If you needed, you know, two weeks off, a month off from the gym, you know, you look at Mr. Olympia's like Ronnie Coleman, who's got, you know, he's a mountain of muscle. He would take off uh, a full month after the Olympia. I think Sean did too. Yeah, Sean did do that too. Um, I don't, I think Phil took off a full month too after it. So it was like, these guys are taking, you know, they're the most muscular guys in the world and they take a month off of working out after the Olympia and they're, they're just as, they're, they're better than next year because of it. And I think a lot of that, you know, has to do it. Kevin Lavroni did it too. He did it for months at a time. He would do it like four months at a time. It was crazy. Mm. And, um, yeah, so these guys would, you know, it's, it's a very common thing. If you need that, don't think that it's, you know, weakness or anything like that. Um, don't think you're going to lose everything and just know that, you know, if you're doing it for the right reasons, not just being lazy, saying, I just don't want to work out and you just need a rental reset, then there's nothing wrong with that. You know, usually for me, like four, like it's four days and I'm like, I just can't do yeah. any more than that. I'm like, get me back in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but I will add with that, be aware though, that you, the same rules don't apply to taking off time from your diet. So, no. you know, you it, can skip the gym for a week and you probably honestly might not even notice um, but if you take a week off from your diet and start binging and going over, like, you, pff, life's unfair. You're definitely going to notice. <laughs> so it doesn't translate quite as much when you apply that to the diet. But definitely you can take some time off from the gym and you probably won't even know. Your body probably won't look much different. Yeah, the the diet, it's, it's an unfair exchange. Yeah, it's an unfair exchange if you is. take a month off of your diet. Because like, I feel like that's what people would mostly want to do is like, I'd rather take off from my diet than the gym. 
you know? Yeah, we should talk about the motivating motivation part of the diet while we're yeah. here, you know? And obviously we talked about the suffering part of it and just embracing it and changing your mindset on it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, some tricks around staying motivated while on a diet. I think in the off-season, I have no problem. So what, usually what I'll do in the off-season is give, if people need a macro meal per day. So I don't like doing macro meal plans because I feel like the net calories are too far off to collect accurate data. But a macro meal per day, just one per day where you eat whatever you want for that meal, and it's like 500 calories of whatever with the minimum proteins or whatever, I can still use that data and and it won't be that far off. Maybe even if it's off 10% net calories, then it's 50 calories off on a 500 calorie thing. It's not that big of a deal in the off season to do that. So if you need that once a day, great. If you um, need a cheat meal once a week where it's just like a free meal of like 1200 calories once a week, like tell your coach you need these things. Don't try to like white knuckle it all the way to the show. If you, if you, you know, or the whole year, just cause you're trying to have this long-term goal of being, you know, Miss Bikini Olympia. It is going to take some suffering to do that, of course, but you know, you white knuckling it all the way there with eating just chicken breast, like all the way, like, yeah, you're, you're probably going to run out of motivation at some point with that. So yeah, find what works for you. What's realistic for your mindset. And, um, and, you know, talk to your coach about having those things, a macro meal, a free meal a week, uh, diet break, whatever, you know, and, um, keep it, keep it realistic, but there, there is going to be a diet that's going to work for you in all ways, getting results, keeping motivation, not feeling like you're completely suffering. Um, and sometimes it's relationship based too. You know, I have, um, I have quite a few women who are like, I just need, like, I don't even want really a free meal once a week, but it's just that my boyfriend wants to go out to dinner once a week, like on Fridays or something. So can we have that? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Let's do that. You know, and, and make it work at a, at a restaurant and have a little bit extra calories, whatever, and put it in the actual meal plan. So, um, you know, I think that there needs to be that, that happiness. Cause if you have, even if you're at home and you got that, you have a husband or boyfriend who's like, you're just, all you eat is chicken. We don't go out anymore. We don't do anything like, you know, there's, there is, you got to find that flexibility with your, your own personal life too. So where this doesn't become a, a negative factor in that, you know? So, Absolutely. so fi- find what works. That's going to keep you motivated. If everyone in the house is fighting you because of your diet, you're not going to be motivated for too long, you know? So, um, yeah, so I guess, I guess. I was going to say too, with the diet is like, you know, this is, I don't know if you would classify this as motivation or not, (laughs) but you know, anytime I would think about going off of my plan and having something else, you know, like let's say a cookie, (laughs) just giving you an example. Um, I look at that and I'm like, I worked so hard for my physique so far, so far. And I know the amount of effort I have to put in to theoretically burn off the calories in that. It's just not worth it. And not only that, it's like, let's say you have the cookie. You feel guilty afterward. Most yeah. people will. So although it might taste good in the moment for like five or ten minutes, you might feel satisfied, most people will get a little bit of that guilt afterwards. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. Like, I regret that. That's not going to help me towards my goals. It was nice for the five to ten minutes that I was eating it, but now I'm just like, why? Why did I do that? So much regret. So knowing that about myself, and I think most people would have like that regret, you know, I think it's important to think before you start to eat whatever you want. Just slow yourself down and be like, hey, is this really going to help me get to my goals? Is this going to make me feel guilty? Is this going to slow my progress? Or is there a better option, you know? Is there something I can do that um, will satisfy my craving, but isn't uh, doesn't come along with all the calories and everything. So, you know, luckily there's many options you can do nowadays that are healthy um, 
you know, even Quest cookies, I love those things. But, <laughs> you know, even if it's like eating more vegetables or just drinking some Diet Coke, anything that will satisfy the craving, just think before you start eating because you're likely going to regret it and it's just going to slow your progress down. And not only that, it's going to, you're going to develop habits. Like we mentioned, uh, I believe in the previous episode, you know, developing habits and then convincing yourself, oh, I can eat this because all I got to, you know, I can just do cardio tomorrow, extra cardio, and then it becomes like a yo-yo and you can't keep up with it for too long. And it's just going to throw all the data off and everything. So just, it's better off just sticking with your diet. Don't feel any guilt and uh, get to your goals much faster. You know, you know, you're a coach too. And I was just thinking when you were saying that, have you ever had a client message you after they cheated on their diet really bad and was like, I had a, I messed up on my diet this weekend and man, it was so worth it. Or man, I really like, no, it's usually guilt and shame. Yeah. It's what it is, right? <laughs> like I messed up. Like it's never, it's, I don't, I was thinking about, man, I've been doing it for years. No one's ever said like, yeah, no one's really checked it on a Monday or whatever and been like, yeah, I really messed up on my diet this weekend and it was worth it. Like it yeah. was like, it's like I'm up three pounds. I, you know, screwed up my diet, man, now it's going to take me two weeks to get this. Like, it's never like, you know, so it's like, it's, it's such a penalty, you know, it's such a penalty. Cause like, if you are up three pounds and you're the average female, yeah, that's another two weeks. So you lose the week of dieting that you would have made progress if you didn't do that, just whatever that big meal. And then you lose two weeks trying to get that off of you on top of it. So now you're down three weeks for one meal. It's crazy. The exchange is just not worth it. I know it is like, it's so crazy. It's like, this is like, part where life's not fair man it's just like the amount of damage you can do in like 30 minutes of eating versus the time it would take to get it off and get back to regular oh my gosh I mean of course there's certain scenarios like if you're super depleted and overly lean maybe but like let's say you're trying to get stage ready the amount of damage that does is just it's like it almost makes you laugh how unfair it is it's like how how (laughs) yeah it's um it's funny because um, there was a show this weekend and Nikki had like someone brought donuts for everyone and I just had like a piece of one and I was like, no, that's it. I'm good. Like I was like, they're like, just take the whole thing. And I was like, no, if I take the whole thing. I'm going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. So I just want a piece of it. I got it like that, whatever, 50 calorie bite. And I was like, this is great. That was delicious. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, it was, that's, that's all I needed, you know? And so I think that that takes time to get to that. Yeah, it's that. That's a great way. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't. Sometimes I'll even, for example, I, I don't even be tempted by food, and I'll just be like, if I wanted something after a show, and I saw something like at the store, or something like maybe a new protein bar or something. I don't know. I would just say, say, Adam, can you keep this with you until after the show or whatever? <laughs> just because I don't want to be tempted. Not that I would give in, but you know, the temptation. But knowing that about yourself is like super important. That way you don't have to like look at the food. Like, cause if you have a freaking, if you buy a whole box of Oreos and it's opened, likely you're not just going to take one and then you just stare at it the rest of the week. It's like, no, you're probably going to, you're probably going to eat that throughout the week. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've never seen a box of donuts like in the house of someone after a show. Just like, oh yeah, I'm done. I'm done with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just looking at them. It's never happened. Even if it's a lot of donuts, um, you know, when I was in Denver, I would have a lot of people like come by the house and like stay there and do shows and whatnot. I remember um, I had I had someone there one time staying over to do a show, and there was they didn't have like those donuts. We went, I think it was Voodoo Donuts in Denver, and um, we had. She was there. She's like, I want to get this donut. I want to get that one too. I just want a piece of it just because it looks cool. So she bought like these like five, six like monster donuts. They're not like regular donuts. They're like 
covered with cereal and all this crazy stuff. And um, she did good after the show. She just had like a bite of each, like she said, like she had a bite of each. But then we just had them at the house. And <laughs> before, and she, you know, they fly in on usually Friday morning and then they compete on Saturday and then they fly out Sunday. I don't even know when it happened, but they were all gone by Sunday. <laughs> those, each, each of those donuts had to be a thousand calories each, at least like yeah. maybe, maybe more. They're big. I don't know what a donut is calorie wise, like what, thousand, 1200 calories? It depends on how like big it is. 5,000 calories worth of donuts when it was supposed to be like, you know, 800. <laughs> I was like, man, the penalty on that is so extreme. So yeah, yeah. get, be, be careful with what you keep in the house. It's, it's, you know, feed it to the birds. You know, that's, that's always my, my way of, of getting out, my way of getting out of like meals when I have like extra food is I'll grab, like whenever I feel like, okay, I've had enough, I'll just put my napkin on my, on it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, the napkin's gross. Right. Cause you're like wiping your right. hands and, and I put it on it. I'm like, okay, I can't eat it now. Cause that's gross. If I'm like getting to the point where I'm like taking the napkin off the food, and eating the food. it's like, it's like desperation food. Right. So it's, then I'll just take that and feed it to the birds and I don't feel bad about throwing there it away. You go. Yeah. yeah you we, know? Don't, we don't waste food. No, you've here. taught me that. I feel bad now when I waste food because of you. So anyway, I guess I guess with that, is that it? We're going yeah, off on a tangent. Do you have here. any any good questions? Um, we didn't have any questions. Someone said, "Are you saying you can't eat a cookie?" That sounds miserable. No, we're no, not. No, that's saying not that. what we said. We never said that. Look at them trying to, <laughs> trying to rationalize in their mind. See, that's the, this is like that's what, the mindset. This is a bad mindset to have. You're rationalizing and making up scenarios in your mind. That is not what we said. <laughs> I love it. I love when we call people out like that. Like, so come fun. on, can, can, mm, I can already tell what this kind of person is. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not winning the Bikini Olympia title with a mindset It's like, like that, that Jordan Peterson interview. So so what you're saying is, yeah. you know what I'm talking <laughs> Try about? Try to spin the words. Like, mm, stop. <laughs> no, we, we're not falling for that here. No, I love that. There was one girl who said, um, nothing worth having ever came easy. There you go. That that's it. it. <laughs> Wait, the applause button. Yes, where's applause is this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for quick of the draw. All right. That was basically, we didn't have any real questions. Um, just maybe, oh, no one was agree. She said, I agree, setting a date is so important. I think that is huge. Um, what, I, what I've found as a coach over years too is that there's two times people are like the most motivated. Well, really there's three. Um, but the most motivating part of someone, that's not a pro. I will say that's not a pro. The most motivating prep for anyone is the Olympia. Like no one messes up during the Olympia. Like it's just it just doesn't really happen. Like when you're in, now I will say when you're in prep for the Olympia, not, not when you're qualified, but, um, when this is the, uh, outside of that, it's getting married, like getting a wedding, like a wedding prep, people just stick to their diet. It's like, so great. Like when someone's like, I'm going to be ready for a wedding. I want to do a transformation. I'm like, sweet. Like you're going to stick to it. This is great. Like, you know, this is, it's a huge motivating factor. So uh, when you see, you know, so setting a date is important. And I think that whether it's, I always tell people too, when they're doing like a transformation, it's hard to be motivated for a transformation when there's no reason for it at all. So maybe you find something, maybe sometimes it's like a high school reunion. Sometimes it's a, a, a beach vacation. And sometimes I'm like, you know what, just book a photo shoot for yourself and, you know, do a, do it. There's a lot of photographers out there that do photo shoots for, you know, a few hundred dollars at a gym and like set this date for that as a goal, like four months from now, um, you know, whatever, a beach thing with your girls or whatever, you know, that type of thing too. So I think that that helps a lot. Heck yeah. So like that idea. yeah, for sure. You're, you're always doing photo shoots. That would be hard to motivate you because you're always doing them. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, I don't even diet for them or anything. I just, I'm like, well, you can always just change the angle or shadowing. There's so much you can do with photos, though. Like, I'm just like, I don't do anything for photo shoots. I'm just like, well, if you want me leaner, you can just shadow my abs more or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
Um, how, here's another question. How do you feel about kickboxing and sparring as cardio uh, from Tommy? I, I love kickboxing as um, as cardio. That's just, kickboxing is probably like one of the better hit cardios you could do. You know, no pun intended. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's great because you get your heart rate up. It comes back down. It's fun. You have like a trainer leading the class. It's super cost effective. Usually you could be in a hitbox, uh, hitbox, uh, a kickboxing class for like $150, $200 a month. And you can go, you know, five days a week at that price. And it's great for cardio. And you learn how to self-defense. I think that's important too. So um, yeah, other than that, I guess that's it, guys. I hope you're, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, run and run and bike says, when the quotations, what you're saying is drop. <laughs> what you're saying is drop. Someone is about to completely editorially change what you said. Hundred like percent. Yeah, yeah. That person knows what we're referring to. I'm sure half the, most people don't even know, but yeah. But that's what we talk about. People sucking you back into the norm. Yeah. that's a perfect example. Come be of normal it. with us. Yeah, come be normal. Accomplish nothing. Because I with said us. I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I even just used a random cookie example. Could have been anything. Like, so you're saying we can't have cookies? That sounds miserable. Yeah, exactly. Okay, eat your cookie. Eat it. Go ahead. I'm fine with you know not eating it. <laughs> that's wrong with. That's the thing is, it's like what's wrong with go ahead. Go, go have fun. I don't, I don't care what you do. I don't <laughs> you. Anyway. That was fun. <laughs> I like when you get spicy. Oh yeah. You know what? Uh, we have to do another. We have to do another spicy episode one of these days soon. Oh, yeah? I have a good topic for you oh, too. Spicy. This is, yeah, it was actually really funny. It was um, you know, we had that. We did this one that one episode like fat acceptance community, right? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. This guy did one. He posted a picture of it the other day, and it was it had like it was underwear models, and it was um, the girls were all different sizes, but no one was ripped on the girls. They were all like, you know, heavy to regular but no one like lean like they used to be like all lean and skinny right mm -hmm. like the models but now it was all like regular to pretty you know obese for sure and then but then there was like pictures of all the girls that they were selling and then it was all guys below it and all the guys were shredded <laughs> i was like <laughs> what <laughs> i was like wait has it gotten to the guys yet like no that's yeah, so unfair for guys you guys got to be all shredded well it's but they're saying like you know the different levels of, of fat acceptance the fat acceptance community is totally different to guys mm. than it is to, to reals and it's like it's funny because it's he's like basically the girls are still saying they're attracted to this but, but the guys are being forced to say that they're attracted to this which they're not you know, I'm like, you know, so uh, it's kind of funny. What's to do one of those? That's actually a pretty yeah, funny comparison. I like that one. Yeah, it's juicy. All right. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.